Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, moms and dads, parents and guardians, we're back again with Allison Lieberman. Allison is the host of the New Mama Mentor podcast and the creator of the New Mama Mentor Signature Program. She is passionate about helping new moms overcome anxiety by developing confidence, shredding the mom guilt, and building community. So once again, we have the privilege of having her all with us. So without any further ado, here is Allison Lieberman. Allison, thank you for being back with us. I love that title, The New Mama Mentor Podcast. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I really tried to think of like, what what is it that I'm trying to do? And it really is to help navigate motherhood with other moms who are maybe a little behind me in their process and I can help them learn from my own mistakes. <laughs> and that's what we should be doing. Yeah. Uh, we should be trying to help out each other. Uh, there's there's no need for everyone to struggle, but somebody over here has already been through some trials and tribulations and go, hey, if you walk through this field over here, it, it is full of mines. Here, go this way, uh, go by this path. You, you don't have to go step on every one of life's landmines yourself. Uh, it, it, I'm so glad to have you here today. It, it, one of the things I want to talk to you about is mental health, particularly and specifically uh, the mental health and self-care for moms. And uh, so, so let, let's take a moment to talk about that. Tell us, first of all, why that is so important. Uh, mental health is self-care when it comes to moms. Yeah, it's funny that you asked me that because I, I feel like this is asked to me a lot. And recently I connected with someone who I had worked with when I first started doing all of this. And she reminded me that I had told her when she asked me this question that I want there to not be any more Ted Bundy's in the world. <laughs> so the purpose of that being that really our kids develop based on mom's mental health. And that's a lot of pressure for moms, right? But if we learn to take care of ourselves and we learn to, you know, manage our own traumas and our own emotions in a healthy, productive way, our kids will benefit from that. We've been trained to think that we have to self-sacrifice to be good moms, but the truth is, is we need to take care of ourselves to be good moms. 
So why is it that the the kids would uh, so readily take after mom, take after dad? I mean, I know why, but I think it's important for the audience to to hear the the why of that. And uh, I have a feeling you're gonna tell me basically that the the parent is the chief role model. The kids are watching them all the time. That's definitely, I would say that's 50% of it, right? Like you're, it's the nature versus nurture element and you're nurturing this human. And if you're nurturing them to be angry all the time or to be anxious, Mm -hmm. that's how they're going to be in the world, right? The other 50% is based in attachment, right? Which is like, how attached are you to your caregiver in a secure way? So a a huge problem, especially along with like postpartum depression, is sometimes when you're experiencing postpartum depression, you have a hard time connecting and attaching to your baby. And attachment really informs our safety in the world. And it changes over time. But those early years are really important. And so if you're not connected to your child and you're not attaching with them in a secure way because you don't feel secure in the world, then that's going to continue whether or not when they're five, you finally are able to regulate, right? So that's why it's so important to tackle it as early as possible because you really don't want to lose out on those valuable years. Right. Uh, Particularly with the emotional development of your child. Yeah. Yeah. And they pick up on anxiety probably more so than any other emotion, right? Like we feel that in our bones, most of us, when we're around somebody who is really anxious. Well, Allison, when uh, in your bio and things that I read about you online, you, you talk about intrusive thoughts. And when I hear the word intrusive, I think of the word unwanted. So mm-hmm. uh, thoughts that you would rather not have, but, you know, seemingly without choice, you have them anyway. Uh, that, that, that's that's kind of my thought into it. But I want you to tell our audience uh, how you define intrusive thoughts and, and the effect that they can have on us, particularly moms going through postpartum uh, anxiety and, and, and related issues. Yeah. So the true definition of an intrusive thought is unwanted and disturbing, right? Like it's a disturbing thought that we did not want, but now it's there, right? And I, I like to emphasize the difference of an intrusive thought versus like a hallucination because sometimes we confuse them and and then we don't talk about them because we don't want anybody to report us or any of that. So the difference between like a psychosis, hallucination or delusion is that the person doesn't necessarily know that those aren't true or aren't not true, right? Like they tend to believe the hallucination or the delusion. Intrusive thoughts, the person experiencing them is very distraught. They do not want to be thinking that thought and it's overcoming and overwhelming them, right? So common intrusive thoughts can be, you know, thoughts of death, sexual thoughts, things that you definitely don't want to happen, but 
could happen. So with new moms in particular, a lot of them come around like harm to the baby. And intrusive thoughts typically occur in new moms who are experiencing postpartum OCD. So there's an element of feeling out of control of something and your thoughts are now out of your control. And the only way to get rid of those thoughts is to create some sort of routine. So that's sort of like the obsessive compulsive piece. So where we get into some struggles is when we're, when we're responding to those thoughts with a routine as opposed to identifying them as just thoughts. Does that make sense? That makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, what, once you understand a problem, uh, you know, then you can, you know, move forward with trying to resolve the problem. But, but first, you got to have an understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're having these type of thoughts, uh, would you say that it would be good to go out and seek some help from a, a, a therapist such as yourself uh, to? to try to make sure that you move past those, because you talked earlier, a lot of people don't want to talk about these things. Yeah. And yes, to answer your initial question. Yes. I think the best thing to do is to talk about these thoughts and what do the thoughts really mean with the asterisks of like, you want to make sure that you're going to a provider that isn't going to overreact to those thoughts. Right. Cause that is the fear. Like, If I were to go to an untrained or not knowledgeable provider and say that I keep having these thoughts that my kids are drowning, they could easily interpret that as I want my kids to drown. I'm the one Mm -hmm. trying to drown them. And then next thing we know, like I'm in a hospital and they're taken away, right? That's the biggest fear. And so that's usually why people don't talk about it. So if nothing else, like finding somebody who's trained in perinatal mental health or postpartum mental health who has an understanding of the nuances in new motherhood and how that can happen and how to tell the difference between an intrusive thought versus like a hallucination, I think is really important. And like, they're not going to report you for something unless there is an actual fear that somebody is going to be harmed. And, and that that makes sense because it would seem like you have to have some type of safe space. And I'm not talking about safe space and the woke definition of it. I'm talking about a, a space where you can talk about the issues that are going on around and, and move to resolve those issues without somebody, like you say, going overboard. And, yeah. And, you know, uh, Child Protective Services is knocking on your door. Uh, somebody is delivering what we call here in Texas a white warrant. And you're having expensive days in observation. And you go, I just went to get some help. And I wasn't thinking anything like that. So now you I'm absolutely definitely not don't want to go <laughs> and get help. And then anybody else that was going through a similar situation is looking at you going, Oh no, I I have enough going on in my life without bringing that trade wreck over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I encourage anybody who's experienced that before, if anybody who is listening has experienced something like that, to you know not avoid talking about it for that reason. I think it's just doing the extra work, and I'm always happy to help p- connect people to adequate 
providers, even if they're not in my state, like I want to be able to do that because it's important to have that space. And there's plenty of bad therapists, just like there's plenty of bad every person in the world career, right? So there are therapists that do things that they're not trained to do and say things they're not supposed to say and all of that. But it doesn't mean that all therapists are like that. And it's okay to still get the help. So not only looking for the right type of therapist, the right type of provider, how else can moms and their husbands as well advocate for them? Yeah. So postpartum support international is the, like the hub for all of this stuff. So it's a nonprofit. You can go there, you can help with advocacy, you can donate. They have free support groups. They have a directory of all the certified and trained providers that work with them. So it's a great resource for anybody. Um, They just launched a maternal mental health uh, helpline that is separate from the suicide hotline that moms and dads, I think I should check that. I'm not sure. I'll double check on that. But definitely moms can call and talk to somebody if they need Like it's not an emergency line, but it's a line to talk to somebody if you feel like you need that support in that moment. There's also 2020 Mom. Um, It's a nonprofit that does advocacy work with the the state and with the government, the federal government to get more laws passed for maternal mental health and paternal mental health. And and it's it's absolutely okay that moms advocate for themselves and yeah i feel as a husband i you know i want to advocate for for my wife when i when, when the need arises to uh to be by her and to 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 you know just to be there for her uh but we do need to stand up for ourselves even in our mental health right yeah yeah and you know, of course, there's some of these things that are a luxury and a privilege that cost money. But like, if you can afford a birth doula and a postpartum doula, they are great advocates. If you could afford a lactation consultant, they're great advocate therapists. There's all these people that can be great advocates. Unfortunately, like we're not in a place yet where those things are necessarily covered for moms, but they are available. And that's one of the things on my podcast that I talk about a lot is like, what are the resources that are out there? And I know anybody that works in the maternal mental health space is always willing to answer questions if not, if nothing else. Well, I tell you, moms, dads, parents, and guardians, we're, we're approaching the end of this episode, but I want to let you know that I'm going to put in uh into the uh, podcast description. I'm going to have information in there. Yes, I know it's a different podcast and everything, but you know what? For you new mamas out there, you need to be able to reach out to a new mama mentor. And so you're going to find in the uh, podcast description a link to Allie's podcast. Uh, We're going to have a link to her new mama mentor signature program. And I'm going to ask and work with her to put together some other resources that we can have down in in the podcast description so that, you know, I I love for my parents to be able to come in and click and go. 
Yeah. And then boom, you're right over there with the uh with the resources. You just gotta do a little pause in the podcast description. And while you're there, also make sure that you subscribe. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but we will have this because I think that it's very important that um these moms, these new moms and new dads, that you take care of your mental health. And though there are a lot of mental health issues, and this is just a portion of them, it's an important portion, and you need to take care of your mental health no matter where you are in your life. Yeah. Uh, now, hopefully, Ali, I, I didn't speak out of turn. You didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. And parents, moms, and dads, as always, until next time we talk, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.